0: shit 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 show it's a fucking shit show welcome back to shit show saturday i've just i've come up with a nickname for you in the past um i don't know hour or two that i've been thinking about it (laughs) all right (laughs) your nickname is hands
1: hands oh because i talk with my hands (laughs) no
0: because you're a masseuse and you're wonderful because you work magic with your hands kelly hey hands
1: that's why I answered that I would take the peg leg before the hook hand. because I. Oh, yeah, that's hand. true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, fun fact about pirates. I have a tramp stamp from like 20 years ago of a pirate flag. <laughs> oh, really? nice. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I know. Sh-
0: can we add to it? Like, can we put shit show on the flag?
1: Prob- yeah, totally. Ooh. There's room. There's still space. I got space to make more silly decisions with my body
0: (laughs) but maybe if you got the hook then you could like really get into some like you could really find some get in that shoulder blade and really get in there I can't say (laughs) I
1: did not think of that because I totally did I was like this could be good (laughs) (laughs) so funny
0: um okay so what song do you want played when you walk into a room
1: this was a freaking hard one because i'm like a whole playlist so i'm like okay you know what i want to come in to a little bit of mystery so i'm gonna go with uh audrey's dance from uh twin peaks nice Well, funky well it's a little jazzy a little mysterious <laughs> we
0: don't know what we're getting ourselves into you don't want it to be one of your song your so- band songs. No,
1: probably yeah. not. I've, <laughs> I get really awkward listening to myself, except you know, it's been a long time now, so I can be a little bit more like, I can't believe I played that fast. And people who know me now and see me as like the mellow person for the most part, they're like, that's you screaming. Uh, yes, <laughs> that's me. Are screaming. you
0: are you open to saying
1: what the name of your group was? Sure. Um, we were called uh, Thought Riot. I know. Thought it. Riot, And it was punk it was punk we actually were on um anti-flag they were a pretty big uh we were on their record label for a little while and we got to do some touring we got to do the little shitty funky places all over the place which i also love and then we got to do some of the fun ones i mean I got to play the troubadour which i'm like yes i'm glad <laughs> so as the screamer did you have
0: like a range of screams was this like a like a low pitch kind of like death metal scream or was this like a high pitch like screechy scream what what kind of screams are we working with here
1: you know what i i think i should probably send one to you so that you can play it um i will hold I, I I it's Like a full-on angry cougar scream
0: um, <laughs> um, okay, so what um what's your favorite
1: um carb? My favorite carb is oh the soft pretzel, a really good soft pretzel. Like when mm-hmm. I used to drink still, I you know, I would go around some of the breweries, would have those. I also love a good sourdough bread. That's always a staple. I love both. cheese. <laughs> um, cheese is all the cheese, I have a fun story about cheese. My uh wedding cake was made of cheese. It was stacks of cheese <laughs> on top of one another. We got married on Halloween, so we had all kinds of like candy and sweets and I'm like, I love cheese, so that's what we did <laughs> well, like did you make it yourself or how did that come about? no my my brother, my brother came through for me he's a he's a bit of a cheese connoisseur, so he said actually he went to one of the great cheese shops he said the bottom slice they had to like slice the whole wheel in half uh-huh. through the middle <laughs> and I wish I could have been there for it I was getting ready but it's, wow do you have a picture of it
0: I do yeah you have, yeah, to, you'll send have to send it to me I'm here. very curious I want cheese with stuff in it too I like okay it. but you need to give me a cheese because you didn't give me one so I need like a type of cheese like
1: jack cheese cheese with stuff in it i like cheese with
0: stuff it. <laughs> have you had the caramelized onion cheddar from trader Joe's? oh
1: my god i love that one i also love there's a um they've got a brie that has like the truffle mushroom mm-hmm. in it. yeah and the, the blueberry goat cheese is like uh-huh, the blueberry and then we got cranberry seasonally mm-hmm. yeah i'm familiar <laughs> i can tell um condiment condiment okay this is where i'm a switch hitter for your theory um i don't have a lot of condiments i have a lot of spices i do know that i have a lot of avoidance also so i think I think you're mm-hmm.
0: gonna... disorganized
1: yeah Hopefully. actually my condiment would be cheese also just more cheese more cheese <laughs>
0: but i mean like what about like what do you ever use ketchup
1: I do. Actually, um, yeah, my mom told me when I was a kid I used to just like use the same fry just to dump and go through the whole thing oh,
0: again. Yeah. <laughs>
1: Until the fry fell apart and then I would need another fry. You need another ketchup. one. Yeah. <laughs> I've been a ketchup fan. Clearly. Um okay, so when did you find out that you were an adult child? Um I Suppose I think I've kind of been dancing around finding this out for a really long time. I've been in therapy on and off <laughs> for years. Um, and my first like my first Al-Anon meeting well, was Alateen. Um, I was six years old. Um, and there wasn't really this was in uh the early eighties, so just not a lot around. And we were in Wyoming, so middle of nowhere. <laughs> and- well, I'm shocked they even had one yeah for sure um but yeah my stepdad was trying to get sober at the time my mom was in al-anon and they didn't really know where to put me but it was like well she's here you know and so i remember just kind of sitting in a room with you know these teenagers (laughs) and feeling like really out of place but you know i do remember it quite a bit so you know the programs have been in and out of you know my radar for a while um it didn't last very long when it did um but there was a time it was like in early 2000s and i was kind of i was my original band had broken up but i was still kind of playing music and i was still in like mom rescue mode my mom was with somebody um who big time alcoholic and you know she had moved away out of sight that's what she does <laughs> i think but um you know I knew, I knew that this guy was no good. She was, when I would talk to her and he was around, it was like she was a totally different person. This Mm -hmm. was the thing I was used to. And so I just knew that bad shit was going on. And it's just hard when, you know, it's your mom. And I totally, I totally was like the adult (laughs) in the house a lot of times too. So I felt like really protective of her. Um, But I old were you? At this point I was in my twenties. I was in oh. my, yeah, I was in my mid twenties at this point, but I've been protective of my mom since I was little, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was then that I think it was one of my last like rescue missions with her where, you know, she, you know, they had gotten into some violence and I, you know, wanted to go pick her up. I, you know, we drove out to Nevada Um My boyfriend at the time and I with our like tour van picked up my mom and my family dog and whatever we could brought her back and um, you know it was like she's gonna you know she's gonna get it together and she's gonna like look for jobs out here and it's gonna be okay and I'm like, you know, really. Hinging on not knowing, you know, that I have these expectations of that actually happening mm. one morning. And I told her, like, you can borrow the van for if you need to go to, you know, interview. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that kind of stuff. Um, but one morning I wake up, um, and on the <laughs> on the fridge there's a note. Um, I went to go grab some more of my stuff, and we'll be back. And van was gone, and I'm like, she straight up took this thing uh out to Nevada and I'm like, this isn't even mine, you know, to like we were just offering it. Um and so it it sucked. I had to call her up and be like, you need to turn around right now. Otherwise like they're gonna report this thing stolen. Like what the fuck? I I just knew I knew. I always worried about the other shoe drop and she was going to go back to him because that's what I'd seen a bunch of times. So of course that you know of course that's what happened. But after that I was just like out of it I was couch ridden I apparently I I don't remember that much but I do remember my friend's mom who had taken me to some Al-Anon meetings before she was like you're not okay like you're not okay Kel like you've taken on way too much of your mom like you want to come to some meetings with me and then that's when I found out that they had like the little facet so I started going to some Al-Anon meetings and I saw that some were like the ACA adult children stuff. And though I always got more out of those meetings, mm-hmm. I didn't know that it eventually had gotten its own 12 grand on yeah. its own thing. So I didn't come back to it until, you know, recently until the beginning of like, well, the beginning of this year really is when I came back to it. Um, and really found out that there was a whole other thing. And I think it was cause I'd been, I'd been a year sober um from alcohol and you know that's just when all all the feelings um were coming up and i was really lucky actually that my the rehab i went to um were starting this like new dual diagnosis program so we did get to talk about some trauma which was like a first for me like getting that kind of attention so You know alcohol's gone and i'm just i'm just starting to blow up my life again because it's you know because it's me and things don't feel right um i was trying to be you know i was trying to stay married my husband was super supportive of me while i was there um but i think that you know he and i just have a wild relationship and i think that it just it gets enmeshed at times and you know, so he struggled with me being away. I felt terrible not knowing what, you know, and there I was, I needed to work on myself and I would be like freaking out, but it's like, I didn't know what to do for him. Anyway, there was just, and then there was all these fears from him about what would happen with me. Um, I can't believe I'm talking about this, but I know that this is the thing. So when I got out, you know, like, Fresh as a daisy. Here I am like got my recovery and, you know, not quite full on pink cloud, but definitely like feeling a lot more grounded and like, okay, I can do this. And now I know that I need to re-engage because I had just been isolating. Isolating bad to where I was getting panic attacks again. I was starting to get the agoraphobia stuff again, which ugh, was part of it. I mean, number one laundry list <laughs> isolation. So, yeah, that was happening and i don't know i think that he and i just ended up falling back into an old pattern and i wasn't getting what i needed he's he's an avoidant of course um very very sexy <laughs> avoidant. <Yeah, it>. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, and uh but so and I and I didn't know, you know, I didn't know all this stuff, and I didn't know much, and I just knew that I was trying, you know, I just wanted anything to connect with him again, and you know, get this thing going, and I just, you know, I wasn't getting much back, and I, <laughs> this is so I, ugh, so stupid in retrospect, but I had this stupid idea of like, well, maybe maybe we open up the relationship a bit, you know. Mm. Uh, That was that was horrible. That was me manufacturing a lot of my worst fears all over again. Mm -hmm. It just led to a whole other thing. And, you know, but I learned so much out of it. I realized a whole lot about how important communication is, because here was somebody who got a complete different idea of what I was. Anyway, it. What was your thought
0: process behind that? The faulty thought process. Uh, um, was it more to get your needs met or you felt like because you weren't providing for him and you wanted him to be f- fulfilled?
1: It was both on it. It was honestly both. And I'm, I'm sure it, cause it sounds so selfish, but it was honestly both. I felt like he was in a slump, not feeling so great about himself either. And, you know, he had told me, well, you know, because oh he'd been diagnosed with a schizoid uh personality which not a lot of people have heard of it so it just is um it's you have little um connection to your emotions and you don't need as many friends and there's just it's it's a more solitary kind of person um but he's very in his inner world and of course you know so I am trying to figure out how we connect, how to pull the information out. Um, But one of the things he had told me is just like, well, you know, like sex just for me, not as, you know, important. And but then I also felt like it. But then also he had said, like, for him, that that was really important, that that touch was really important. So it was like, here was the main way that I feel like this guy could connect with me. And now it's like, this isn't really happening. So I was feeling really selfish, like, oh, she, you know, it's about the sex. It's not, you know, it's it's not and it wasn't. And also I was like, you know, maybe, maybe him like remembering and realizing that he's a really rad and interesting and fun person, you know, maybe somebody else seeing that, you know, and then he'll come home with that little bit of pep, you know, because... I don't know. I used to be, I used to be a shitty cheater and I was good at it, which I hate to say, but I do know that it's like, you know, I could come home, not, not, not in this marriage, not in this relationship, but before, before. um, But, you know, I could come back to somebody and just you know, like hide it, but also I'd feel all better. And then I could mm-hmm. transfer that energy to that person. So, mm-hmm. so much dysfunction, so much like not even realizing, had I even known, you know, what his connection, you know, had I even had a better idea of the way that his, you know, stuff is within him, what matters to him, you know, there is a big, giant difference. So, he and I are either like, very much alike or like vastly different opposite except for i'm starting to see that a lot of times it's like flip side of the same coin though Mm -hmm. if they come with Mm -hmm. the laundry list there's the other laundry list Mm -hmm. and it's like the root is the same thing so absolutely yeah so i don't know it was it was just bad he he took it horribly and then for him he switched into just like seeing me as a horrible per- like he just like hated <laughs> me but also things got better in you know in a lot of in some ways but it just was such a fucking mess and, and eventually like I it broke my heart it broke my heart like shattered mm-hmm. um and I realized how much I had to do with that as well but yeah I mean that was and then that was All of these old things, like all this jealousy, all this shit that I just thought, you know, I had kind of grown out of, was all just coming raging back. And I'm like, fuck, it was just dormant. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I need to look into this stuff again. You know.
0: Yes. Hi, Kiki. Um, so you've shared a little bit about your childhood already, but do you want to give any more? Like, what is um, is there a particular memory that you feel like kind of paints the picture
1: oh there's was your dad ever in the picture my 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 dad so I don't know trigger warning a little bit if if it's true that you know what we're like in gestation <laughs> things that happen to us there affect us later um so I know that there was some violence while I was uh, my mom was still pregnant mm-hmm. um but also so he had told my mom I guess when they got married and they were, my mom was 22 when she had me. And now when I think of that, I'm like, that is so fucking young. I know. But um, so he, he had told her cause he had struggled with uh, issues with drugs. I found out after he died much, much later um, that he was diagnosed with bipolar and schizotypal and all this other stuff. Anyway, my dad was a self medicator and um, he told my mom, like, look, I'm off the drugs now, but if you ever notice that I'm back on, he said, I want you to leave me because you can't trust me as far as you can throw me. Uh And so that was the advice. And that was maybe one of the times that my mom took the advice and left. So I was only two months old when my dad left. Uh Um, But from what I understand, there was a lot of times where, you know, my mom just kind of in her Modes. I don't think she was ready to have a kid, really. I mean, she loved me. She was like really there for me. She loved me. I feel we probably had like a trauma bond, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but a lot of times she'd be gone for a long time. I don't think she was done partying, you know. I'd be left for long periods of time. So I do have like some with weird- who? Left with who? Just whoever, babysitters, whoever. And I've had some really shitty, shady babysitters, too. So I really, you know, my mom, after him, and all this stuff, I guess she was, she would like leave and just leave me in a crib at home with nobody. And, you know, no judgment, mom, sorry, I know. <laughs> but, you know, she, my, my mom's best friend, who was a roommate, I guess, at the time, um would come home and you know I'd be there screaming be like where's Deb I don't know you know and so she and my grandmother I think they started to like be like you need to get on this and so my mom um ran away to Wyoming um uh, <laughs> to start her life there so that people could leave her alone um I was like two so I was two when I was in Wyoming she um married another guy he was an alcoholic um but he could also be fun dad. I do have like some good fun dad memories with him, um, but also he would go from fun dad to, you know, throw me in my room, you know, to where I split my head open uh, over something stupid. Like I, you know, I'm asking for cheese. I, I had to be cheese, I had to be cheese. I actually made an emergency. My mom was a police dispatcher at this time and I had to make a 911 call because I couldn't find the cottage cheese. My- <laughs> that's amazing. My stepdad was passed out, and a lot of times I would have to just fend for myself. So it was like I didn't know. I tried to ask him. Apparently, he got all pissed off and was like, "Call your mom." And I'm like, "Okay, mom's number is nine one one, right?" Oh god, that's, <laughs> that's
0: the best nine one one call I've ever heard. Sounds very valid. Very valid so what role did you play
1: (laughs) totally it's a cheese yeah yeah. um Uh, I so my um oh sorry so my brother um came like five and a half months later Mm -hmm. um and my sister a couple of years after that so for me like I was an only child for a while and I that was when I really got to that's I'm, I'm getting to find that inner child again because she was so explorative. Like he probably wouldn't do this anymore, but I was like a little kid going on hikes by myself. Just like, look out for the snakes, you know, <laughs> <laughs> but you know, there was so much and I would catch bugs and like at the time there was snow. So I could go sledding. I'm glad I'm not in snow now. I don't want to shovel it, but um, you know, there was a lot of fun then. And when my when I found out like, oh, my brother's going to be, you know, I'm going to have a brother. I was really excited. My mom said that I was just really excited to, you know, have my brother and sister. She said you were so excited to help me take care of them. And what she told me though, she was like, I know that I put too much responsibility on you. Mm. You just seemed, you just seemed so smart. She was like, you were so smart. And I think that, I think that that has actually gotten in my way a lot of times from actually getting, a little deeper into what's going on because i can like put on you know pretty words in a facade and all of that and it's like oh you're high functioning right but that just keeps you right above dealing with your shit, i think mm-hmm. but um anyway that relationship um blew up that was when i did the Al Anon thing um when i was about seven or eight uh we moved back to california and then we were just kind of staying with some families uh we had to go on Welfare, my mom found a place in Modesto. Um, We were in basically kind of the projects and not basically kind of, we were in the projects at the time. And I, um, they, at school, um, they wanted me to test to be in like the gate program at the time, the like gifted and talented. And uh, I passed the test. They wanted me to go to this other school to be in this other thing. And so my mom, so proud, she, you know, um, cause she really was there unless she wasn't. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's a whole story, but, um, I, she was like, okay, let's do this. I started going to this other school and it was like, there was two poor kids and all the other kids in my class were like from the, you know, wealthier part of, um, the town. And, um, i i remember like at first i wasn't worried about when like you know kids i was always weird and silent i had a lot of kids that were like really fucking mean and then some that were cool so i was always like kind of weird um around that but um shoot where it was like i knew i'd get stuck at some point the um yeah the gifted school yeah kids Right. So that was when I figured out, it was like, I'd start getting um, invitations to, you know, slumber parties and that kind of thing. And it was like, I could come to their house, but when there was something at mine, that was when I started getting the things like, oh, we can't come to your house. It's not a good place. Like, and just all these, you know, so all these messages and it's like, kids don't have that bias. We get that from, you know. Yeah, it just sucks. So that's when I started really having issues around, you know, my my status, you know, with money
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, and my mom. Also, this is when I also <laughs> justice anger. My mom said that a lot of times um, she would get calls from one of the other parents and be like, oh, what did you get on the math homework like for number three? And my mom would be like, uh, well, Kelly's doing it. Do you want me to put her on the phone and she said it it happened a few times and i'm just like okay like you know and even at that young age That's it's like, right it's just like oh okay so it doesn't matter you know if you actually are smart at some point like you just get put there if you have enough money it's like i don't know Ex- no uh, I, I totally hear what you're saying yeah so I, I, I know I have a lot of issues around, you know, that and I, and I've, and I've done all right. So that, that, that was fine. <laughs> and eventually, um, my mom met this guy, um, that we ended up moving in with and he was the worst. Um, he was a meth addict, um, and just a whole lot of like ragey anger issues, um, we moved in with him. I was in like fifth grade and he was just awfully was super controlling, like to where you can only have like this much water in the bathtub. You know, you have to crush your cans a certain way. There's just all these things. And the place was nasty. Like I would have to turn on the light, stand in the corner of the room, wait for the cockroaches to scatter. <laughs> if I lay on the ground, you could see the fleas. Like it just, you know, so oh, I was embarrassed. It was like, I can't have people over, you know, this, it, this place is gross. This guy is like stomping around raging a lot of times in his underwear. And just so when he was there, it was stomping around raging and that was my biggest scapegoat moment like i was scapegoat for everything that was wrong in the world with this guy just and and he was passive aggressive about it too sometimes you'd be like well somebody didn't do this 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 and it's like i'm i'm somebody that's me i'm somebody but um you know getting that message over and over and over again you know you're a piece of shit you you know you'll never amount to anything just all this stuff and I think it was because I couldn't be controlled as well. You know, my brother and sister were still a lot younger and I was really protective of them. So, you know, I, I kind of took on that protective role. Like instead of piecing out early from my family, I just really wanted to like be there for my brother and sister. Um, and I also, I, you know, I thought my mom, you know, I don't know. I didn't quite see the whole picture for a while. Um mm-hmm what that dance was like, you know, until at one point, you know, my mom was upset with me and then she's going into the same kind of hystericals and I'm like, Oh, now I'm the bad guy, you know? So that just, this guy would, um, so my mom would like work with him and they would be away for sometimes a few days, sometimes a weekend, sometimes like a couple of weeks at a time. And I was I don't know, like junior high and then in high school as well. Of course, as soon as I could get my uh, driver's license too, then I was like taking the kids to school and doing all that stuff too. So it'd just be like, here's some money, figure this out, you know, take care of the kids while they're away. And my grandmother actually would, you know, Hey, this is not okay. Kelly, like, where's your mom? Like, is she, you know, is she gone when she coming back. And at that point, I didn't, tr- like, I hardly trusted anybody, like adults especially, because I would just get shamed. Uh, they were just, there was just, it just sucked. And I love my grandmother, but I was just like, you know, what, what's the alternative? They pull me out of this place, you know, I get separated from my brother and sister, who knows, right? Like, we don't know when we're in our trap, but... um I would I would tell everyone everything was fine because that's what I was supposed to do anyway. Right. Like just years and years of feeling ashamed of where we were and what was going on. So it was just another like, no, no, I got this. And I did. And I shined it on like I got this because, you know what, when they were gone, that was the only fucking piece that I would get. Like I know the sound every once in a while, luckily it's very distinct, but the sound of his uh, van coming into the driveway would like give me panic attacks. And I didn't even know what panic attacks were. Like there was no talk about mental health. There was nothing like that. So when I was starting to get, you know, really bad anxiety, depression, when all of my stuff was starting to show up, it was like, you're you're lazy. Oh, that's redhead rage. Oh, you're you know, it was just all these excuses for it and just nothing, you know, no real support. Um I had to do a lot of um finding these things on my own, which now like in retrospect I'm sort of like that's kind of awesome. I'm kind of, I'm glad that I have that within me that was always like searching yeah, for resiliency. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because I was also, I mean, I was really suicidal. Um uh, you know, my addictions were different. Like, f- for me, alcohol was much later. But I had all these other like little habits and stuff that, you know, took the place of. So, you know, I just to, to know and to see in retrospect, and to actually feel it now, that thing inside of me that like, wants to live, wants to experience this, you know, there is so much wonder that inner child is so strong, still, and is like, let's go find the pretty rocks. You know, so <laughs> I'm I'm grateful for that. But yeah, eventually we we. Oh, here we go. This is my favorite birthday present. So, um, a, an event had happened where a can was crushed wrong. My brother, my brother had done it, but dude comes in, he's all raging and screaming, and I'm like, he's gonna go for my brother. I'm just gonna say I did it. Um, so I get in his face, and you know he he gets in my face da, da da and i push him out i push him away and he swings at me um and i don't I, i'm not going to go into like way detail but it did displace my notes <laughs> um but i like with all my adrenaline picked that guy up and slammed him up against the wall and after that like he left me the fuck alone but it was still like the anger and the rage and the putting you down and the, all of that stuff um but after that he didn't you know there there wasn't any more but and I couldn't call the cops right away I was I think I was like 15 and when somebody at school finally did notice that there was something wrong they're like I need to report this Kelly I want to give you the option to call it in before I do if you want I was like cool I will the cop that came to the school just basically gave me the why didn't you call sooner Mm. I'm like raging person like in my house i'm supposed to find the phone and make a, you know like no that's not gonna happen so um after that it wasn't long i think it just like escalated and he finally screamed at my mom like either kelly moves out or you all move out and this was like toward the end of uh, when i was 15 and so my mom was like well um we can move Um, But I wouldn't be able to get you a birthday present because it's on December 1st. Um, And but she goes, so up to you. And I'm like, Mom, if we move, that is the best birthday present I could ever get. So we did. I mean, we got free from that house. Dude wasn't around for a while and then started showing up again. So it was just kind of this this ongoing madness with like feeling like the relief of, oh, this is, you know, it's going to be better. Yeah. And then it's, yeah. And then just not hope yeah. 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 And then not being able to trust. Right. Yeah, exactly. And just, you know, and, and that difference, like I was saying with my mom, the difference between having this person who like taught me to read really young was just like really there or like, just like a ghost just Mm -hmm. there, but doesn't have the things or is lying to me. And I think that's why, like, I want no bullshit anymore. Like, it's really hard for me. I I, I love your podcast. I love how you are <laughs> with this because I do, like, I need to be spoken to, you know, like a real person, like, give it to me straight. I think that's why, like, it was easier. It was easy for me to be in, like, a sausage fest of dudes in my band years because it's just dudes are a little more direct. Absolutely. I and totally, I've, I'm the same exact way.
0: Yeah. <laughs> so what would you say has been um, like in the last year, what has been a pivotal moment where you've been able to see your growth?
1: Because mm. I've heard you share many in group. Yeah. Yeah. It's really been, it's really been coming out. Um. I think that. I mean, I mean, really being able to connect, um, to that, to that inner source. Um, I, I had that happen while I was in rehab, actually, luckily we did a lot of meditation in there. Um, and I think when I finally was just like broken down so much and just so willing, I finally just got this like full on felt all of my body got this big message of slow down and listen, you know, and that has been the theme. Ever since, slow down and listen because I've been so in my ego and I have such this skeptic logic brain about certain things that I gaslit myself about a lot of these sensations that I was already feeling, you know, (laughs) so like this total inner battle constantly and finally being able to come to a place where I can get to, I've heard people call it all kinds of things. But I do like the witnessing presence one is pretty cool with the Eckhart bullet. Um, but being able to get there because then everything else is out, is, is out away from you. You know, it's, you can separate yourself from your thoughts. You don't have to just, I mean, I had, I had one of my favorite therapists. It was around like 2005 or six or so. um, he, when I first met him, like, he told me, he's like, Kelly, I know, like, I see that, you know, you're really feel really controlled by your, your thoughts and your emotions. Mm -hmm. But I see you as a candidate of somebody who can flip that around and control your own. And I'm just, what are you even talking about? You know, at the time it was, (laughs) it made no sense. I'm like, that's not a thing you can do. Um, so really, like, really listening, really grounding and really, like, just consuming all the books, the podcasts. But I also had to come to a stopping point with that, too. Well, not stopping, but just like, okay, like, let's practice some of this stuff. Well, mm-hmm. so I think just really, really putting a lot of these things into practice. Because a lot of the tools I've known for a long time, but mm-hmm. I think now... Uh, my current therapist, he told me with with everything that I've figured out. And I figured out that also high sensitivity on top of everything else. And he's like, wow, this is like having all the tools without a toolbox. he mm-hmm. was now like, it's like you're building the toolbox. Mm-hmm. And I love that, you know, so it, it, it does feel that way. I feel more capable, like, today before you know leading up to this normally i have you know I might puke like freaking out and, like I used to get I played hundreds of shows but I used to get stage fright every single time really but like yeah and and that's so there's an example you guys just like even if you're afraid fucking do it like I would puke a lot of times before a show but I had to do it and I and I feel the same way you know what that's what it is it's coming to groups and it's talking to people and it's like it is it's the fellowship because i'm an isolator and i know a lot of us are um but it is that because that's that's where the connection the magic connection stuff and we get to you well know, it is this stuff has to be healed in relationships it does absolutely you know, it's relational trauma Yeah. And I, and I do need that too, because like, you know, once the, you know, wool is pulled over and you're out of denial and you see all the messes in front of you that you've got to deal with, it's like, that can get way overwhelming. Yeah. You know, so instead it's like, you know, we see these other people and it's like, okay, like I can't grab you out of the swamp, but I can walk through it with you. You know, we can be little beacons of light and like, you know, by the way, look at the frogs and the, you know, <laughs> like, I need to just be okay with being in the middle of this, like, messy journey of just being mm. in the middle, mm-hmm. you Absolutely. know, such a huge lesson. I think so much of these addictions, of, of these compulsion, all of these things, we are trying so hard to not feel this middle part. Like, we're trying to find a shortcut, and there isn't one. <laughs> there isn't one. You have to do the work. Yeah, no shit.
0: <laughs> um, okay, so tell me three things
1: that you like about yourself. Three things I like about myself. Um, I, I mean, I like my sense of humor. Um, that's an easy one. I, I like my creativity. She needs to come out more. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I like my eyeliner. I, <laughs> I had to put in a petty one, but you know what? It works. <laughs> So what is a hope or dream you have for your future? Mm, mm. Being, uh, so, so the big overarching was just being able to like, believe in myself to mm-hmm. continue to do that. I really want to, I really want to engage in my art again and figure out how that relates to my, um, my life, you know, I I love the massage and the body work that I do, and and learning even more about the nervous system. All of this stuff, it's like opening so many things. But my body can only do so much. So, you know, I'm just I'm really interested in more psychology, and I know there's like art therapy. So hell, maybe I I'm in the I don't know, but i my hope or dream is just to thrive to know what that means because I've survived. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So let's, let's give a big plug for your, um, for your, your, your business because you're fucking amazing and people that live in the Bay area should come and check you out.
1: Sure. Um, we're called, uh, back to center and um, it's called, uh, I'm sorry. Our website is back to, um, with just the T O center, Oakland, um, dot .com oh, and, and schedule and all of that in there. Um, So yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to get a little more availability. You might want to just if you're going to schedule with me, just put it in. Uh, It might be January or February, but I'll see you eventually.
0: (laughs) Thank you so much. This was awesome. (laughs) Well, that wraps up Shit Show Saturday, as always. Sign up for the Patreon. That is where I host weekly support groups. And it's where you say thanks, Andrea, for all that you do. Patreon.com slash adultchild. Follow me on TikTok and Instagram at adultchildpod. And give me a damn five-star rating on Apple and Spotify. And I will see y'all shit shows on Wednesday. Bye. I